1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today.
2: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Welcome back to BQL Daily. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski with you, and we are thrilled to be joined by Hall of Fame pitcher Greg Maddox to get his early season baseball insights. He is also hosting the Baller Dream Celebrity Poker Tournament later this month, April 28th, at Circa Resort and Casino. The three-day weekend experience at Circa will launch an annual partnership to benefit the Baller Dream Foundation, which provides support for young warriors battling cancer. Greg, thank you so much for joining us. Tell us more about this weekend. There are a number of events and a number of celebrity guests as well. Roger Clemens, Raleigh Fingers, Goose Gossage, and many more. What else should people know about this tournament and this weekend?
3: Well, it's going to be our first year doing it. Uh, my daughter Paige is running the whole thing. She works for the Baller Dream Foundation. And uh, we're going to have uh, a few Hall of Famers. We're going to have a lot of baseball players. We're going to have some football players, a couple of hockey guys, and uh, uh, UFC fighters. So it should be a lot of fun. And uh, we're just, you know, it's a reason to come to Vegas and uh, enjoy Vegas. And, you know, have fun. I mean, donate to a good cause at the same time. Have fun and enjoy enjoy the Circa uh, Hotel and Casino. And, uh, you know, the winner gets $75,000. And uh, hopefully they'll donate some of that back to the charity. Yeah, but if not, that's no big deal either. But, uh, uh,
1: you know, we're just going to have a lot of fun and enjoy Vegas. 100 spots are available, so definitely this is an opportunity to to act, but act quickly, uh, especially with uh, an incredible cast of characters there. One thing I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you, too, as far as uh, your career in baseball, I know one of the things that you mentioned when you retired was uh, missing that camaraderie in the clubhouse, whether it was uh, playing golf on the road or poker on the plane and since this is a sports betting show do you have any stories that sort of stand out either from the golf course or from these card games uh, whether it's uh, anybody who uh, you know maybe behaved a certain way or any games in particular that really stood out
3: well I don't want to throw anybody under the bus but uh, <laughs> you, know, you,
1: have, you
3: have numerous teammates that uh, you know the the poker games on the plane uh you know I'm not a very good poker player I get that uh, I did grow up in Vegas. I have played a lot of poker in Vegas, but if I was to go down into a uh, any poker room here in town and sit down in a hold'em game, I'm going to be ninth or tenth best at the table. I mean, I know that and I understand that. But when you get on these planes with your teammates, all of a sudden it changes a little bit. You know, it's not like golf where you give strokes. So uh, uh, <laughs> we had a lot of fun playing on the planes, and uh, Smolty always did pretty good. Uh, you know, and the rookies always struggled their first year or two, because, you know, poker, like anything, the more you play, the better you get at it, and they were just learning the game. And uh, uh, they usually, you know, they usually they usually paid to learn, and uh, that was kind of how that went. But, uh, you know, the golf course is always, we always had a bet with Smolty. Smolty wanted to bet everybody, and uh, he would take on me and Glav. He had best ball us, or me and Avery, or Merker, whoever was out there that day. and. Uh, uh, you know, we try to beat him up pretty good.
4: Uh, I'm glad you brought up golf a little bit because uh, a mutual friend of ours, Barry Rosner, said he knew Rom was going to take the Masters after Torrey Pines. He knew, he knew it the entire time. I don't know if he shared that with you. Uh, did you bet on Rom or uh, have any action in the Masters?
3: I had a little something on Rom, but I bet him in uh, matchups. So I parlayed him oh. against a couple guys. Uh, I wish I'd have bet him to win. I'd have made a little bit more money. But... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, for me, betting, I, I like to bet. I like to have someone to root for or against, and uh, uh, I don't bet much. I stay well within my means, but uh, I do enjoy betting, and, uh, you know, I'll always figure out something in the morning. I, I like to bet the golf matchups probably more than anything, the daily matchups.
4: I have not found a baseball fan. That's against these rule changes, you know. Growing up here in Chicagoland area, watching you start every fifth day, the way you pitched in your pace, I'd imagine you're a big fan.
3: Well, I, I do like the pitch clock, you know. I do. Uh, I, I, I like all the rule changes. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy offense too. I also enjoy a nice one to nothing game as well. So, uh, you know, baseball is a great game. Uh, you know, it is a lot cleaner, crisper game now. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I was in spring training. I saw a lot of the games. We we had a ten to eight game that took two hours and fifty minutes down there. And it was like, wow, it's only, you know, it's not even four o'clock yet. And there were eighteen run scores. So uh uh, you know, the pitchers are adapting right now if they haven't already. But, you know, I think as the season goes on, everybody's gonna get it a little bit better at it and uh it should get even better. Uh, you know, I like the no shifts, <laughs> believe it or not. You know, I think uh uh there are certain guys you obviously want to shift on but you know as far as shifting everybody in the lineup I think it got you know a little carried away with that but uh you know stats don't lie you know you hear a guy hits 290 against the shift and you know he hits 310 without the shift so uh I understand there's there's all that stuff that goes in on it but you know I like the rule changes especially the shot clock
1: well it's interesting when you talk about the pitch clock because it it seems to me like younger pitchers who were already around when the pitch clock was there in the minor leagues they're sort of used to this and so they can go up there and sort of do their usual thing and it's not that big of a deal you also have say an older class of pitchers who may not be used to a pitch clock and they're sort of getting used to that new rule change And I'm wondering what advice you might give to those older pitchers in terms of having a lot to remember, having those conversations as far as what to throw, what to be prepared for, uh, but still being able to do it uh, within the time allotted.
3: Yeah, I think you you hit it right on the head there. You have to be prepared. You know, uh, you have to trust your eyes. You have to trust your instincts. You have to make your decisions a little bit quicker. Uh, And you're right. The, The younger guys have all used the pitch clock. The older guys... Like myself, well, I, I, sh- I shouldn't say like myself, but we were taught when you get in jams to slow the game down a little bit. And, and now you really can't do that. So I think probably the, the biggest adjustment I think the pitchers are going to have to make is when they have uh, long innings, you know, where they throw 20, 25, 30 pitches an inning. Uh, you can't really say around pitch twenty. Give yourself that little thirty-second timeout to kind of regroup and everything. You have to. You have to keep. You know. You have to keep going through the pace of the game.
4: Uh, Greg, a lot of uh, baseball betters. Th- some of them, they look for any edge, any kind of angle. Certain statistic points out. They're going to try and use that. Some they don't. They don't look at anything. Uh, if the information was available, that's available in 2023 to you, back in your prime. Do you think you would have used a lot of it or just said, "No, I I know what I'm doing. I know how I'm going to attack these guys." I that that just might make me overthink things a little bit.
3: Well, I think I would probably pull out some nuggets here and there. I mean, there's always something there you're always looking for an advantage. And uh, you know, we we had scouting reports too when when yeah. we played. You know, we we, we knew guys uh uh we might not know the exact number, but we knew guys like, you know, fastballs early and off speed later, or vice versa. We had our scouting reports and we pitched to them. We pitched to counts. We pitched to the scheme. We pitched to ballparks. Uh being at Wrigley, I mean, you pitch different if the wind was blown in or out. I mean, it's no secret. You, there are things, you know, you you had to pitch in a little bit more when the wind was blown out. And if it was blown in, you could stay away for the most part. So uh uh, you know. I think that any information that can help you, I think I would try to take advantage of.
1: Greg, your Atlanta Braves are off to a fantastic start once again. Uh, how much have you been following them? And uh, what is your early season outlook right now?
3: Well, they're, they're always good. That, that's one thing for <laughs> sure. I haven't followed the Braves a whole lot. I, I did spend some time this spring with the uh, the Rangers and uh, very impressed with their pitching staff and and the guys they added down there. and. Uh, uh, got to spend a few weeks with my brother down there watching him coach him up and all that stuff. So, uh, I probably have a little better feel for the Rangers pitching staff than I do the Braves pitching staff. Uh, haven't watched a lot of baseball. I have watched mostly just the Rangers play this early, this, uh, you know, first 10 games or so.
4: Well, aside from DeGrom, tell us about, uh, that Rangers pitching rotation.
3: Well, uh, Martin Perez is pretty good. Uh, Haney's pretty good. Uh Ivaldi is real good. I mean, uh, uh the bullpen, they're they're kind of feeling out right now what, what what's going on with the bullpen. And I think as the season goes on, the bullpen will 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 also pitch well. I think the sky's the limit for them. I think I think if their starters go out there and make twenty five to thirty starts, I think you're gonna see a little bit of surprise in in that division this year.
1: Who do you feel like is, if not the best pitcher in Major League Baseball, one that you know maybe is the most dangerous or the one that maybe has the best stuff, you think?
3: I think health-wise, I would go with DeGrom. I mean, uh, just incredible command. He, uh, uh, obviously, excellent fastball stuff is all there, but uh, his ability to repeat and make pitches and execute pitches, I think, goes a long way. I think, uh, how can you not like Otani? I mean, if he's not throwing at 100, he's hitting home runs. I mean, that guy's off the charts. It's something we've never seen before in this game, and it's he's he's a pretty special player to watch. And uh, But, you know, I think, uh, you know, obviously the pitchers today, they all blow cheese. They got big curveballs, big breaking balls, but I, I think it, it comes down to how it's been the last 150 years. I think the pitcher that goes out there and – and executes the most pitches, makes the fewest mistakes, is the one that's going to win that day.
0: Selling a little or a lot.
4: Uh, when I think about uh, some of the managers that you played the majority of your career under, and you don't you don't see characters like that anymore. Like D- Don Zimmer, at the Cubs, Bobby Cox at the Braves, y- you don't see those type of characters. Uh, any stories, any memories that come flooding back when you think about those years?
3: Uh, yeah, obviously, Zim was very unique. He he, he was probably <laughs> uh, the, the, my most you know the. The the one manager I had that was the most out there. I you know I remember you know he he was he was a roller coaster. It was great when we were winning. It was tough when we were losing. Uh, I'll never forget we uh, clinched the division in '89, and he was so happy he jumped on the table and the table broke, and he's you know, laying <laughs> right on the ground rolling around. And uh, uh, you know Bobby was awesome too. You know Bobby had your back. Uh, uh, if 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 he thought for one second that umpire didn't do you know didn't call it the way we wanted him to call it uh he was out there on the field and uh uh watching him lead the league in ejections every year was pretty special
1: <laughs> <laughs> any one ejection i guess sort of stand out from the others as far as okay that one that one I'm gonna remember forever versus the others that maybe they were just simple arguments
3: uh Yeah, there was one in Cincinnati where uh, Smoltzy was pitching. And uh, he had a play at third base. And Smoltzy's going to back up the play. And somehow he ran into the umpire backing up third base. And the umpire immediately threw him out of the game. And Bobby went ballistic. I mean, it was like the second inning. Uh, our bullpen wasn't really at full strength that, you know, that day, guys had pitched a lot. And uh, uh, Bobby literally refused to let that umpire throw Smoltz out of the game. And, you know, had a few nice things to say to the umpire that we could all hear because, you know, we were in Cincinnati. It was very close to third base where all this was going on. And, uh, uh, yeah, he questioned the umpires. <laughs> A lot of stuff about the empire. I can't really say, but uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was a good one. It had it, it had to do a lot with acne and his dad's butt. Put it that way. Oh wow!
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, you don't get characters like that anymore. Um, how much? Uh, I was curious. How much does your phone blow up every time there's a Maddox complete game shutout? less than a hundred pitches. It feels like it happens a couple times a year. So uh, how, how, how many times a phone ring when that happens?
3: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, mostly a text now, you know, the millennials don't call too much, but uh, uh, you get a text here and there. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, it's pretty cool to have a stat named after you and all that and uh, uh, kind of keeps you in the game. You know, I've been out for almost 20 years now, so it's pretty cool to still be mentioned from time to time.
1: You mentioned uh you're big into golf betting. Do you have a PGA championship pick yet? I do
3: not. I do not. Uh I still gotta get on board for what's going on this week. They're at Harbortown, right? So uh yeah, I need to look at that and uh get ready for Harbor Town tomorrow morning before they tee off. I know uh Kucherov seems to finish in a top twenty there, so maybe I could find something. He's been playing good too. So Get him C- for course history time. can matter a little bit yeah yeah absolutely absolutely as long absolutely. as he uh as
4: long as you're not the caddy because he's not gonna tip you that's what i <laughs> that's what i heard oh,
3: well yeah <laughs> i heard that story i i heard both of that story so i i, I kind of understand
1: okay. both sides of it. uh and, and in case uh joe and i want to make any side bets as to who's going to win the poker tournament uh who would you recommend uh we take oh
3: man uh Probably not one of the celebrities, <laughs> to be honest with you. I think yeah. there might be, uh, I, you know, it is Vegas. I think there might be a couple sleepers walking in there that uh, guys that actually do it for a living as opposed to guys that just, you know, do it as an excuse to, you know, drink beer and kill time.
1: Good deal. Greg Maddox, thank you so much for your time and best of luck with the tournament. I
3: appreciate it. And anybody that wants to buy tickets can go to org slash circa. And uh, there's plenty of tickets available if anybody wants to, a trip to Vegas and have some fun and maybe win some money. You know, again, just uh, ballerdream.org slash circa, and uh, we'd love to have you.
4: Hall of Famer, four-time Cy Young Award winner, four-time ERA title winner, Greg Maddox with us on BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egrass here on the BetQL Network.